Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Chat of the Wild is a part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find out more information, as well as other great shows, go to greenlitpodcast.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. Gaiden. Oh, come on. Come on. We're done. We're done. I know, but it's, it's like it's contentment mixed with just. Uh, <laughs> def- BC, BC, how about you talk to me? I. Chat of the Wild. Gaiden? <laughs> In this season, we are playing through Crystallis on the Nintendo Entertainment System. In this episode, we are finishing that game uh this is one that it's not the most that i'm happy that we're done with uh-huh. but it's up there yeah it's, uh, it's like we played airy and airy had its problems by far but there were so many moments in that game where i was like i love this i'm loving mm-hmm. this and i think there's about like 10 minutes maybe of this entire game where i'm like yeah this is cool this is cool but that was about it Okay. There isn't really anything in this game that stood out to me of being like, "Oh, this is well, you know." Okay. We'll get to it. We'll do. We'll 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 actually talk about it at the end. What we I, all think I, about this game. I do want to say something up front. Uh, I, someone was I was talking to someone about this game. They were a randomizer runner. The way they describe the randomizer, they've taken out like all the weird gating, a lot of the triggers that, like you know, the like some of the design stuff that like is really awful about this game is fixed in that, and like you can't really you can like quick switch your swords, but you can't, and there's like some things they fixed, and I was like, yeah, that's interesting, but I still don't want to. Play. I'm sorry, I still you still have to play the game. There are other things wrong with it. The, the design, there are insanely awful design choices in this game, but then I still have to do combat, too. And I'm just like, I'll watch. Maybe I'll watch people do randomizers. That might, you know, I'll watch someone else go through hell. But just fixing some of the problems doesn't make me want to play it. No. So in our last episode, we got a bunch of lore dropped on us at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, introduced to new characters being, too. Y- yes, that we had we had heard their name before, but this is where we actually met them. It's as Tekka, the Grand Puba, uh, and they basically told us us and this other person are the saviors of the world, and that is that is everything basically. That is why we are here. Because we are a weapon, and we are brought to life in order to stop the ultimate evil, which has shown its face. And so we go back on our adventure of going to random locations and then finding items and then teleporting to other random locations <laughs> to find more items. <laughs> it's a, it's a div- 
a refined formula is what it is. <laughs> I mean, we've even gotten away from where we were earlier in the game, where you get to a town, you talk to the people, they tell you four locations, run around those four locations five times until you un like hit each gate and unlock each trigger and then fight a boss in a cave at the end. And now we're just like, everything's just thrown at the wall. We're just going to random places and checking things out. So, yeah, the first thing we have to do is we have to go to the Dragonian Castle. This mm -hmm. is where, like, the bad, the big baddie is. This is, like, where we were supposed to be going. We go into there just to get to a certain point where we're then communicated telepathically that, OMG, the town's being attacked. Come back to the town. So you get to a certain point, which there is, like, a wall there, so you can't do it. But, like, you get there, it triggers. You just got to teleport back to Chiron, the town Chiron, and th everyone's dead. You can go and talk to people. Well, not everyone. Uh, yeah, they're dead or dying. Two named characters are dead. All of the all of uh, the gurus got away. Right, sure, yeah. But then you go up to every, any person either says they're already dead or they say one thing with their last few breaths, which is just like these little hints like, I think one of them is, is even just like, I left an item back at a town. <laughs> I uh, wish I'd, and then they're dead. I wish I picked <laughs> up that cool bangle. Nah. Blah. Blah. <laughs> well, well Akahana, because Akahana's like, oh, yeah, I left that thing with my friend in town. If only I'd, like, gotten it back. And that at least makes sense, because it's like a power bangle or whatever, but... He still owes me twenty bucks. <laughs> it's 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 what he used to pick up chicks at the club. He just kind of flashed that thing, and they'd be like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." This thing here gives me infinite magic. Yeah, you know what that means? Because I don't. Yeah, so we get we go back to Chiron. We do all that. Uh, we go to the temple up at the front, and. There is Mado is there. Uh, which one? I'm trying to remember. Was Mado the ball guy? He's the ball guy. Yeah. So Mado shows up and he's just another, he's just another uh, big baddie. Like he's, he, he's another. Yeah. There's, there's four mid guy. like, you know, Lieutenant, like they're like a couple steps sure. down the ladder guys. And there's four. Uh, we have four swords as well. So. One for yeah, each. when I made so, that connection, that it was like f one sword for each of the, uh, each of the finest four, I mm -hmm. thought, okay, that at least kind of makes sense. Like at least that is logical. One sword for each person. Mm -hmm. and, Imagine and, if he introduced himself as, oh, I am the fire bender or whatever you want to call it, and then you know, oh, because he's fire, I should use my water sword. Mm -hmm. But instead, he just says. Ha, I'm going to kill you. And then mm. you have to just guess and cycle through your swords to figure out which sword actually does damage on him. Yeah, yeah. Because, yes, we do have four elements, and there are elemental things, but at no point do they ever actually say that there's any kind of elemental aspect you, to this. You just it's have just, to figure it out. There are elements. You just have to figure it yeah. out. And, yeah, and if they had, like, telegraphed it, uh, maybe I wouldn't have figured that out or had that realization on the like second or third to last time I fought one of these guys, I was just like, "Oh, cool! That takes a lot of the guesswork out of it, I guess." But <laughs> it doesn't do me any good now, really. 
So this guy was super annoying for me because he bounces like crazy. You can't predict where he's going at all. You're all the only time you get lucky is if he's like in the wall and doesn't shoot any projectile projectiles at you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he's just all over the place. I I just kept shooting my random projectiles in whatever direction I could, using my rewind whenever I took a bunch of damage. And you know, my guy was doing his little mouse squeaks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, re- rewind. Let's try to dodge. Uh, I just, I. So I know now, the best thing that you could have done is used your your three powered attack, and then just do done your AOE attacks. Because otherwise, you cannot you cannot hit him with just a regular sword attack. Like you can, but it's just like logistically difficult to the point <laughs> that it's just not worth doing at all. Well, I I like that. Um... It, his movement at least seems random, so he's not, like, coming after you for the most part, which is annoying to have to try and, you know, guess where he's going to go and, and be able to hit him, but at least, like, he's not bearing down on you the entire time. Uh, I also, yeah. I don't think I, I had been told about barrier uh, being used on these guys for their projectiles until later in this, so I didn't have that, but yeah, use your power-ups, he goes away pretty quick. And one thing I didn't well, I've kind of had, I think it's like the iron chain or something like that, or iron necklace. I forget what it's called, but there's one defense item that like protects against physical hits. And I've essentially had that on the entire time unless I needed <laughs> to use one of like the, the rings or the, yeah, unless I need to use there's, the Yeah, there's a defense or ring or something. Yeah. So we get like a lot of rings in this rings, I believe is what it's called. The shield, shield ring, ring is for projectiles. And then the other oh. one is for physical attacks, which <sighs> projectiles suck in this game. But physical attacks, like you can get like stun locked into like a boss essentially and like die in a few hits. So I've always had the physical one on. There are plenty of games that don't let you equip multiple rings, but few games don't let you equip both a ring and shoes. <laughs> and this game, like. <laughs> You have to choose. There's, they're usually a focus. They're like, look, look at all these rings you have, especially because this game gives us a lot of rings. So, yeah. Yes. <sighs> Some of which get used the second you touch them. Uh, yeah. They disappear. Yeah. Some of which they absorb help you immensely. Some don't. <laughs> well, then some are used for casting, uh, you know, adding power to your spell casting, and then some are used for adding spe- power to your sword hitting. So, but that one's called the magic ring and the other one's called the power ring. And so it's like, okay, I guess sort of that makes sense if you explain it to me. And I'm like, okay, yeah, one does magic, one does strength power, sure. But I'm just, if you just stare at the rings, it doesn't have a description of the item. I'm just like, uh, I'll put that on and, and, you know, you'll just be summoning. Like, no, I thought this would make me stronger. But you don't realize that your summons don't work for that. Yeah. So we beat Motto. He drops the, what is it? He drops the ball of thunder, which lets us upgrade our thunder attack. No. Oh, okay. So we, could, we, couldn't, um, we couldn't use the giant summon spell on him yet if that's what he gave us. Because no, we haven't even gotten no, the well, thunder bangle yet. Huh? He was weak to water. Yeah, oh, he was. Water, okay. So you use right. like the, the level three blizzard <laughs> against him. Oh, yeah. But okay, I didn't mind. realize that. Yeah. Until the second time we fight him, yeah. which was so much easier. Oh, yeah. Like I did, I I didn't think about like 
I need to just unequip those things until I get to a boss and then just go crazy on them with my giant AoE attacks. Well, unless I'm unless I'm grinding, I'm not killing any of the bad guys on the screen. So, like, I don't really know what I have equipped at any given time as far as swords are concerned because I'm not really using them. Unless I have to break through Fair. a wall. Yeah. So, now that we have the Ball of Thunder, we can go back to where we got stopped beforehand in the castle and we can destroy the wall. There's a face... That if we shoot it with lightning, I think you have to do it a couple times. No, you just have to do it just attack. right. Just right? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's you another that, one in the desert up. that we can go to now, and I forget what was hidden there. I got some leather shoes. Uh, don't know what they do. Um, they keep you from t getting either poisoned in the swamp area, or you can just walk on spike floors, yep. too. Okay. Leather shoes coming in clutch. Oh, okay. See, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know what they did. So I never yeah. utilize them. They, cool, because they don't know. explain it. Good, good to know. Cool. Even, even just a like you'll you'll miss it if you don't remember it or you forget it. But even like a text box right at the beginning when they give you the item, be like, oh, these will help. You know, these will help me walk on spikes. You're like, oh, cool. Now I know what that is, and it's on me to to remember it. I guess. But so, as we go back into the castle, we have to go through. A gauntlet of fighting all the bosses, uh, the mini bosses again, or whatever. These are bosses, whatever. Uh, and normally in like a Zelda game or something like this, this is like literally right before the end. And this one, we do this one, then we're gonna have to still do more exploring afterwards too. Yeah. Or or it'll yeah it'll be a the the, the final castle you'll be solving the entire floor plan and trying to figure out where you got to go and getting keys and you'll run into previous dungeon bosses like oh here's a here's mm -hmm. goma all right i gotta beat up goma well now i know how to beat goma and just get i got my arrows cool cool and you've learned yeah. you fought them before but like this is just all right now you're on to the next puzzle with a guy at the end and now you're on to the next room with, and there's a guy at the end i mean i will say in their defense there was at least a variety to the different floors in here. So, you know, you go through one section and then the next section is at least different as opposed to an almost identical set of hallways in a cave, um, which is every other dungeon. Mm. So that was nice. Mm -hmm. There was some variety. I, I yeah, I, I mean, it's it's just that I don't want to, like, go anywhere near these bad guys because... If I clear them as I go, because well, I was trying to explore the room and like, okay, where's the where's the actual path through here? Because a lot of them are mazes. But in doing that, you if you kill the bad guy, he just comes back. If you like, okay, this is a dead end. I got to turn around. Everyone I killed. It's not even like uh, another game that we hate, uh, where at least the room that you're in, they they're gone for good. Um, yeah. So if you leave the room and come back, they come back. But no, this is like you leave the like you walk two feet away and come back, and and that guy just because you are like, well, maybe this is the wrong way. I got to turn around. It's it's borderline Ninja Gaiden mechanics, like NES Ninja Gaiden, where just enemies are always off screen, mm -hmm. or even like old school Castlevania, uh, enemies are always just outside of the screen, will always respawn around you. Yeah, and it does the same thing here. So we go through, we fight. The four bosses over again. Yeah. At the end of it, we get an ivory statue. Although every time we beat a boss, we do find one of the 
Wiseman, and they will heal us back up, which is nice. Yes. Give us full HP and max uh, yeah. HP and magic again. And just kind of to Brian's earlier point of not knowing what items do, every time you beat one of the old bosses, you get a chest that has some items that we haven't seen this entire time in the entire game, some of which are the the, the fruit of repun, which the name oh, yeah. doesn't tell you anything. But I never used it. It turns you back from a monster. So if you get monsterized or turned into a slime, it'll turn you back. Yeah, and it so uncurses you. The, we know that the fruit items are status effect healing items. So you can kind of intuit that. But you get this statue. You get these two statues <laughs> yes. that revive you. And there's no way to know that that's what they do. There's no way that you would know that. You have to. Just, and, I think you have to have it equipped for yes. it to revive you. Yeah, mm-hmm. if, it would, if it were just sitting in your inventory, and then you'd be like, well, I guess I'll figure out what that does later. And then when you die, you all of a sudden come back to life. Maybe that would have been something. But no, you have to actually know to equip it. Because if you use it, it just goes, this doesn't work, doesn't work, doesn't work. So you take it off again, sir, presumably. Maybe they just hoped you would forget that you had it equipped when it was like, So then the last thing we get is an ivory statue that is is a a context-sensitive item. That is not one that you just use wherever. And you you have to use that because BZ just said one of the uh, the fruits of Repun will revert if you get turned into a monster. We find we find uh, who who was the one that got turned? Kinsu. There? Uh, Kins, Kinsu got turned into a monster, but you don't use that fruit on him. You use this ivory statue on him, and then he's back to normal, and yeah. he teaches you flight. Yay! Which I feel like flight. I hate using this term, but like when we get that, I'm just like. They just ran out of ideas, mm. didn't they? Well, no, the, it, this game has finally turned into a, a shmup. Like, all the boss <laughs> fights were very shmuppy. Um, and, like, yeah, I was, like, when I was while I was playing it, and, like, at, like, at the end game, I was just like, you know what? I, I really want to play Gradius 3 when I'm done with this, because it's a better game, and, <laughs> and I'm just getting that vibe, and I'd rather play a better shmup. There, there's yeah. an item we, get, we can get after this dungeon, or maybe we can get it before this dungeon, um, that, as Brian said, essentially turns it into a shmup, because you can just fire, you can just smash the button and fire your level one charge shot, and since thunder is a spread shot, it's like, that's all I did, unless an enemy call for something else. That's how I was. That's how I went from level 13 to level 16, was I got that. And then found a, a, a cave with some scorpions and just went back and forth for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It was just like, there we go, max level. I actually hit max level going through um, the Goa Fortress dungeon. And the thing is, once you hit maximum level, not only is it required to beat the game, there's no reason to fight enemies. Like, I had so nope. much money at this point. Um, there's no reason to fight enemies. And it's not even like you're truly overpowered. Like, it still takes time to kill some of the later enemies, even when you're maxed out. So Yeah, there's no reason to do that resource trade-off of life for, uh, you know, just for funsies killing these guys. 
so one of the other things that we can get now uh, as we move forward is the Psycho Shield, which why why is it named that? Like there's I I, I say that for a lot of things in this game, <laughs> like. Bill really dropped the ball in yeah, terms of like coming seriously. up with a variety. He dropped of the thunderball. He dropped the wind ball. He dropped the fireball. <laughs> like all the Goodness orbs. Gracious. All the orbs. Just no, none of the names really explain what they do Mm-mm. outside of like antidote. Antidote no. is like the one thing that actually like makes sense. Medicinal yeah, and, herb. And, and I, I think it would have been nicer if some of these things were spread out like a story and some of these items were spread out like a little bit further back like not the whole game we didn't need to get this way early on but if we'd gotten this around the time we'd gotten maybe the water sword that would have been a cool thing to have because you have to have it equipped you can't have it equipped at all times or you can't do it at all times just by whatever like and sprinkling more of the story out further back too like I don't know who any of these people are like all of this is crammed into the end and, I, and I'm getting all these power items at once, and I have, like, no idea how to differentiate them or what they do unless I'm being told by someone, like, oh, that does this. Like, okay, never would have known that. Thank you for telling me that. The person who helped me with this game really helped me with this game. Um, yeah, so. So now that we have the ability to fly, we can hover over the little rivers and any of the like whirlpools or anything like that that we come across like in the sand uh so we can we we are free to travel pretty much anywhere well you have to travel pretty much anywhere there's places that like go back to this place you were before that had a river you couldn't cross and get over it and go check this lava area out back in uh around sticks and the town of dead people like uh thankfully we don't have to go any back any further than the what is the town of Swan? Yeah, we don't have to go back through the angry sea or anything like that. No, you don't have to. No, you can fly over the ocean. Um, just when you run out of magic, you just kind of get stuck there. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> uh, some uh, some things that we can do because this is really like we are ready to go to the final area now. What we can do is collect a few more things if we go. So there's an area. There's a meadow just before, like, the last town before the pyramid where there are a bunch of bunnies. Oh, yeah. And if you turn yourself into uh, Stom and talk to one of the bunnies, he will give you his pendant that lets you, uh, if you stand still, you just gain magic power back. If you have it equipped. If you have it equipped, too. It's not Mm -hmm. just in general. So... That was cool to have at certain points where, although also really, it just made more sense to drop any item except magic rings mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, we, we do get a town where we can buy magic rings. And yeah, that's it. Like, uh, keep one of those statues on you if you know what it does. I didn't even bother with that. I mean, with that rewind. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know how you beat this game when it came out. Like... There, I went through so many things, and more so than any other game. Like again, something like a Ninja Gaiden, where I'm like, I just don't know how anyone can actually just legitimately beat this game, I, because I mean, I, it just throws so much at you. I think it, like the first half was not looking at you know looking anything up for me, and just just crushing my face against it, trying to figure it out. And by the the second half, it's just impossible. I don't know how you would do it. I, I don't understand. The, 
the thing that gets me is that, you know, we're at a point in the game where, you know, this is to use Final Fantasy VII as an analogy. Um, this is this is disc three. This is before you go into the crater, and you can go back and do other stuff, or you can just go into the crater. But what this game does is, you're standing at the crater, and you shouldn't go in because there's all this stuff that you have to find to make the end game doable. Like the there are three items, three bows that you need to beat the game. Oh yeah. That you know, if you didn't go to the Amazon town, if you didn't find that random plant that lets you go to the Amazon town and get the the bow, you're out of luck. If you didn't go back to um the mountain, um Mount Hades or whatever it's called, and walk around, go back through those tunnels and get the bow of sun, you're out of luck. I I I am I am one of those people that missed that. And this is a big game. Like, that's what makes this so frustrating is, like, this game is bigger than the original Legend of Zelda. It feels like, at least. But there is no map. There is no, <laughs> like, there is barely any kind of theming for, like, where you are at. It is it is so hard to know where you are at any point in this game. Like, just traveling around. And so, you just have to teleport yourself around like this is it is required to have a guide to this game to get through it yeah because even like earlier we had mount saber it was like well this is clearly mount saber because it's you know it's got white and gray scale on it and like that's that area it was like but that that mountain that's a range there are multiple places on the map where you can access mount saber like i still like you <laughs> Like it's like this is Mount Saber. You should know where you are. No, I don't know where I am. There's like a million different places I could be on Mount Saber. Yeah. So we're gonna take a quick break. Yeah. Because we are we are looking at the end of this tunnel and we wanna get there, but we do gotta just like do some promotions, all that fun stuff. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. If you didn't know, we do have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash chat of the wild. C-H-A-T-O-F-T-H-E-W-I-L-D. Go on to there. For as little as $1 or more, you can join our other patrons in helping out the show, make it even better. Give us some incentives to do more things like generic video game reviews, which we recently recorded one. It'll be going up at the end of this month for divinity original sin 2 right mm -hmm. did i say that mm -hmm. yeah. right you got it you got it fantastic mm. um if we hit a goal if we get back to our goal again we'll start doing more of those we did hit a goal recently that we will be doing the legend of zelda animated series more on that in the future mm. we've also got some fun things for us to do like different kind of special streams as well as review the zelda mangas mangas however you want to pronounce that pronounce that no uh, one's going to correct you. Don't worry. Not here. Oh, okay, Not, here. <laughs> Not here. Not <laughs> here. Yes. Uh, you can also pick our next Gaiden game. Uh, so if you really like this Crystalis season, um, you could pick another awful game, or you could pick something fun. Why would you <laughs> give them that option? That's part of the game. <laughs> like, what? 
It's misery gets the click. Die by the Ugh. sword, Jeremy. We we don't pick a bad game knowing it's a bad game. No, not we have no. never picked a bad game knowing it was a bad game. That's not what this podcast is. No, but I mean, you know. I think Crystallis has proved that you don't know if a game is bad until you play it. Yes, exactly. But yeah, if you join in, you'll get a chance to vote on that. And if we hit a certain goal, we'll bring that back as a regular thing going forward. Right now, it's just for the next season. So definitely get in. Get in soon if you want to vote on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't we haven't set up the poll yet. But if you do join into there, you can hop on our special Discord and you can suggest games that you think should go on the poll for people to vote for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll start that up during the Twilight Princess season and, you know, maybe select some games that are somewhat like Twilight Princess. When we're not recording this stuff, Brian, what are some other things that you do that people can follow you? I'm I'm playing through Twilight Princess right now on the Wednesday night Chat of the Wild stream. Um, we're doing a, it's a werewolf bar mitzvah party every Wednesday, so uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a 15 year old Tracy Morgan joke. Um, yeah, the uh, I also started playing uh, a Breath of the Wild Master Mode uh, file. We reached 40 followers, which unlocked that. So um, I'm currently. Uh, I think I will be crouching and wearing Majora's Mask for the next 75 hours as far as that's concerned because <laughs> that's how you get through Master Mode. Mm-hmm. Um, but just did my first pass on uh, Satori Mountain, which is the the Iwata Mountain where the Lord of the Mountain hides, and there's just nothing but really good items hidden all over that mountain. So I was like, that's, that's stop one after Majora's Mask. So I haven't hit any... Um, Divine Beast yet, I've barely hit any towers, and I've barely hit any shrines, but that's that's in the works now, so we'll be doing that, and then uh, by the time you hear this, you will have missed Tiffy and I's uh, first birthday party for Animal Crossing, which we're going to stream that after I'm done recording this episode. Follow us on Twitter at Chat of the Wild, C-H-A-T-O-F. T-H-E-W-I-L-D on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, and you can get any updates for the show. I, I'm at Luigi's apartment, so if uh, if I'm doing Zelda stuff on the on Twitch, that's that's where you'll find out about it. Anyways, let's go ahead and kick it over to some other Greenlit Podcast shows. In this quarter, on the Greenlit Podcast Network, Chris Sims and Matt Wilson. And in this quarter, VHS oddities, confusing animation, and modern not-so-classics. Plus snacks, movie fighters. We watch movies and beat them up. Come on, guys, we're going to be late for class. Oh, darn, not on our first day. Don't worry, I pressurized all of our bike tires to optimal PSI for speed. Wow. So we should be able to average 9.6 miles per hour, which should get us to class on time. We, we love, love Podford, Podford University, University for teaching us, for teaching teaching us these, these skills. skills. Podford University, iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere you get podcasts. So we are in uh, Sahara now. This is the the, the final town. It's a, it is a, the second desert area we have been at it, uh, the, that's not noteworthy I don't even know why I brought it up in this episode uh, actually <laughs> sure uh, like I said before you, the best thing you can do 
is get rid of any usable item except for magic rings because you're really if, if you have all of your spells uh which you should i think i, I think should yes I believe there's you, no optional spells I, I here you, i don't no, i don't think so i believe they're all required yeah yeah really your your best thing to do is to uh have your healing spell like easily accessible as you're going through here and make sure that you keep your magic up. Mm -hmm. We get into here and there is a giant pyramid in the middle of there. We go into the pyramid again. There's nothing noteworthy about like getting up to here and fighting the enemies. It is just an onslaught of enemies that we have to go through. And again, if we are at max level, just run past them. The money doesn't matter mm -hmm. anymore. The XP doesn't matter anymore. If you can just knock some enemies out of your way and just run past them, that is the best thing that you can do. Yeah, put on a weapon that isn't effective against enemies. That that they're weak. That they're uh, that like because even if you just you know, you know what is it like the the ping ping noise they make like pushes them back. So just don't hurt them. Just get them out of your way. What so we get into when you go into the front of the pyramid, you do have to fight your way up there, and then you're going to fight the emperor at the top. Oh yeah, yeah. He and does, he does some you, real Morton Junior from uh, Mario World stuff. He, he like he, sure. he goes like the he goes back and forth on like the the top of the map and then or the screen, and then if you cross him, he'll drop down on you. Yeah, and uh, to fight him, you need the Sword of Thunder. And at the time I went in here, I didn't have the Thunder Bracelet or whatever. It was. Yeah, I didn't either. And so it seemed like it took forever. So I went back and found that thing because I was like, I don't feel like I'm doing any damage at all. And I probably wasted a good 25 minutes just being like, what am I doing? Because you got to keep in mind that I'm constantly rewinding. And so I, it's, it's not making the noise that I'm not doing damage, but it's clearly just not doing enough. And I was like, all right, I need to get that the ultimate upgrade for this sword. Went and found it, came back, went through that whole thing, took only like three of those and took them out. See, is this the one? Does we have to be at 16 for this guy, right? I think you have to be at 16. I, I can't remember if you have to have the power bracelet on. I, 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 no. no, so the power bracelet isn't mandatory on anything, but it makes it helpful. So, yeah, I didn't have the power bracelet. I figured maybe I needed that. I went and did that. Uh, and then I came back and, uh, yeah, I couldn't hurt him because I wasn't at level 16. So I was like, well, that that's not it either. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's a there's a lizard outside of where you pick up the power bracelet. And uh, he bore the brunt of my frustration um, sure. for leveling up. I, I like there's an area I I meant to bring it up. We come across one area where there is like there's like a Medusa snake thing. And then there's also a bat. Those are the two enemies that fly around in this cave mm -hmm. where the Medusa enemy gives you like 58, uh, 50 XP. But then this tiny little bat that takes that you can that is weaker than it gives you like 300. Like yeah. I was looking at these numbers and I'm like, where is the, this? This game is so the, the flying. I think the well, no, the flying heads don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Those guys that with was, the uh, the flails are only fifty more than those slimes that pop out of the ground. I think the, the guys with the flails are way harder to beat up. the The guys with the flails in the Goa Fortress, um, they take 
way too many hits to kill, but they give 1,600 oh. XP. Oh, yeah, that's right. Per pop. And you can walk mm-hmm. through like a U-shaped room that has like mm-hmm. four of them. So that was how I hit level 16. Okay. I, yeah. I like to think that in this game, except for like maybe the upright tigers and boars at the beginning, that that most of the bad guys are like, oh, yeah, the that Crystallis guy, he wasn't so bad. He just kind of left us alone. And then there's like two or three guys that are just like, no, dude, he like decimated like our entire forces. <laughs> it was awful. He was there for like two he wiped hours. wiped out our bloodline. Um, <laughs> so... Okay, we go through all of this. We fight the Emperor. Then he gives us the Psycho Armor. Mm. Which, did you guys pick up on what this armor does? I forgot. I don't know. It restores your HP. Oh, Oh. really? Oh. Just wearing it brings your HP back. Okay, cool. And it's like, that would have been an amazing optional thing to find, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this, that is the kind of thing where, like, you need to go out of your way to find some special item that'll do this, like, magic thing for you. But they're like, no, you're basically at the end, so we're just going to give you, like, the ultimate armor that's just going to give you all your health back. And then the Psycho Shield also makes it where you can't get any more status ailments. Mm. And, then, and then we also get another final item that, right at the end, too, that just wipes everything out so yeah yeah right here at yeah, the end here's, here's your wipe out weapons we we get that armor and then the floor underneath us crumbles and then azteca's just chilling there and he's just like oh hey you, you pretty much did everything that you got to do now uh here's the bow of truth this is the this is the final thing that you're gonna need uh he does again doesn't really explain that he's just sort of like here's a legendary thing that you can't use except for when you were in the right room with the right enemy. I'm not telling you anymore. Go solve my riddle. It wasn't that hard of a riddle. I walked in. I was like, I've already used no. the, I've already used the bow, uh, the, these other two bows for a, a story gate thing. I walk into a room with a guy and I'm just like, I got to use it on you, don't I? Okay, cool. Here, here you go. Let's fight. But so, okay. It would have made so much sense for us to go into this pyramid and then because they don't really spell this out, but we are trying to get to that giant floating island that yeah, we talked about in the beginning. The tower only gets like really brought up again ever since like the opening of the game, real close to the end here. We're like, oh yeah, I forgot we're dealing with the tower. Where is that? I wonder. But you would think we go to this pyramid, we go to the top of the pyramid, and then something would take us there. No, we leave the pyramid, and then we go to this cellar behind the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> we go down into there and then this is where like uh, again we mm. oh are we is this story time now this is where we go down into there and we have those faces that are in our way that are just like you're never gonna defeat us and one has a sun above it one has a moon above it oh let me guess All you what have to I do? do is be in the room use the item and one of the faces will blow up Use the other item. One of the faces will blow up. Door opens in between them. Hooray. But the thing is, you can try and fight these things. You can try. There's nothing when you try and fight them that says, hey, you should probably just use a weapon that instantly kills these. This is why we need Navi. Mm -hmm. So we go through this last little area, make it all the way through there. And then we come up to... The we fe- we see the emperor again. So we didn't beat him the last time we saw him. He he vanished. 
we come up to him this time, but this time we have the bow of truth. Use the bow of truth, turns into a big demon looking thing. Now, this is where, yeah, you need to use your sword of thunder, but you can only do it with the storm bracelet as well. So you have to have that here. And then you can also, you can only ever do damage to him when the eyeball, quote unquote, in his chest is open. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I was just like hitting him and just hearing the clank noise. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Not really paying that much attention to the tiny little circle in his chest. It was a Zelda. Zelda's trained me to be like, to see that and then immediately see it in this game and go, that's dumb and I hate you. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But once you know that, if you do the the three power attack, you only have to do that like four times and he's dead. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's once you know these things, it is so easy. And it, again, the balance just feels so off this whole time. Well, and then we get that's, into there. That's, you know, we're, when you say that, you make it sit like, well, see, it's easy. You know, once you know what you're doing, like, yeah, well, I still had to walk through an awful unintuitive dungeon to get here um, where everything looked a cave system where everything looked the same and fight dumb things or ignore them or whatever get poisoned 10 million times so we beat him and then Azteca and the wise men show up or is is Azteca there? I don't know Azteca's there he is there because I know he talks to us but who knows he could be just talking to us telepathically people do that constantly all the time in this game so Okay, he explains to us what happens. And basically, it was like him saying, one day I had some bad thoughts, and then that made evil. Mm-hmm. That's just summarizing it, because the rest of it just was just like nonsense. Where the whole thing... So I guess these people just constantly use telepathy with each other. Because that's the way it make it sound. Because his the what Azteca says is that he had bad thoughts, and those bad thoughts went into the emperor's brain and corrupted him, and made him evil and want to destroy the world. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, and and now we have to go kill some computer <laughs> that we built. We built this. Oh, we don't know that yet. Oh. We don't know that yet. Okay, yeah. But yeah, there's there's future tech here. We knew that at the beginning, but now they're going to tell us about it, really. So now we go... And again, I didn't know this is where we were until literally the final cut scene and pieced it together. But we are now on that floating island which is filled with crystals and technology that's supposed to do what again what why this was destroy built destroy the world this was built to destroy the is this a flood situation i don't know is it like but, the santa claus from futurama where like when things get evil we wipe it all out or or mega man legends just what nope we got to wipe them out containment don't Mega Man Legends was so much better. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm not comparing the two. Uh, so meta- <laughs> using a metaphor doesn't mean I think it's comparable to it. Fair, fair. 
what happens next is completely different than everything else we have done in this game. Because now we actually have to fight off waves of enemies. And they stay gone. We, and they stay they, gone. They stay and dead. there is a certain number. It, it shows that they, it was possible for them to do this. They could have done it. It's even more of a twist of the knife. <laughs> this we have to do this like four times. I was just saying this is this is where it turns into a shoot 'em up, like complete shoot 'em up because <laughs> there's just waves of robots and like flying machines, and I'm just smashing the button and walking around like shooting thunder waves everywhere. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we have to, so we take on we have like four levels of this where. We have to kill like four robots, then like ten robots show up mm-hmm. and then drop the frame rate. Remember well, when we... people were complaining about the frame rate drops in Breath of the Wild <laughs> when you go into the forest? Well, they were thinking. And of then this I'm game. playing this game. Yeah, I'm thinking of this game, and I'm like, how did they think this was okay? It just it's it, it goes to a crawl with when you get any more than like four enemies on the screen and i know that happened a lot with nes but Mm -hmm. this was just like so bad and so annoying but also the best possible situation for us trying to finish this game where it's just like all right that means i don't have to worry about dodging them i can just keep shooting my Mm -hmm. electric blast thing at them in the corner and it's gonna take it's it's just gonna be super slow but at least i know it's doing damage to them and we'll wipe them out. as long as they're on the screen you have to like chase them yes like, I don't want to just sit there, because that lightning animation takes a long time. But it's super effective when you have the ring on, too. But then you're only going to kill, like, one or two guys. The flying guys keep coming back, because the flying guys always come back. Because the flying guys are, like, the single worst enemy. No matter, like, no matter what form they take, the flying guys are the worst enemies in this game. They're just absolutely the worst. So as we go up here, we find notes or is there there was some kind of message that we left, I guess, to ourselves. Our, our colleagues left. I thought they were I thought it was us talking to ourselves like, "Hey, we made this so that we could remember this or whatever." No, it's our no, colleagues well, cuz they specifically reference like, "We're going to be dead by the time you hear this and mm-hmm. we wish you the best." Okay. So so we were scientists that created this tower to uh, come on. <laughs> yes, exactly it was that. Like, <laughs> yeah, we created this tower, but ori- like the original story at the beginning was like everyone went here to protect human, to protect and save humanity, but then. It, the twist was that we were the scientists that did this, and then it was supposed to see if they were worthy, but then that really has nothing to do with why we were woken up at the begin at all. Like, it. I, <sighs> so, the, so the whole thing is it's supposed to see if mankind would return to, like, their evil ways. Like, how would man progress? Would we embrace evil? And so since a true evil arose, the machine started working. Like the, the island's systems started firing up. And then we also woke up, us and Messia. And like the whole thing is we could have turned it off, but it was already like on autopilot. So now we got to destroy it. 
Okay. Also Aztec as a robot. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, that was why? No idea. Okay. I didn't, I didn't even important? catch that. Azteca was a robot that was supposed to, sorry, an android that was supposed to guide us along the way. Okay. Why? I don't know. But wasn't Azteca evil? No, Azteca had evil thoughts, but wasn't oh. inherently evil. Oh. Can I like... So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we get up into there, and then... Mas- I, I I just kept calling her Messiah because I think it's funny. Yeah, she's there and she says, "Oh, I'm glad you you got here. Drop your weapons because the machine will think you want to fight it if you have." She says, "Like you know, sheath your weapon, right?" Or does she, she say unsheath? Unsheath your oh, weapon. Unsheath your swords, or the tower's attack will begin. But the tower's attack still begins even when we unsheath our sword. So I don't know what she's talking about. Again, they they didn't spell things out properly in this. So, like, would be surprised if they meant to say, like, soon the tower's attack will begin. Yeah, she's saying unsheath your weapon so I can help you and you can stop the tower's attack before it begins. But it's not explained well. We put our four swords down. She turns it into the Crystallis, the four sword of legend mm-hmm. that feels weaker than all the other swords that we had. Oh, I thought it was just like a ex- super explody sword. It just like you know, NES but sounds you, we only We only have one level power and we just go back to like a single projectile. So like in my mind it isn't as cool. It's definitely not. But fortunately I don't think anything we literally in this game only cool, need it so, for you know, that's no. that's just me. <laughs> Fortunately, we only need it for literally the boss that's on the other side that'll take like 30 seconds to beat. Yeah, if you just spam that button. Yeah. Um, they go all the way up there. This, this is where BC said before we get the last little note of talking about how the, the scientists are already dead. Uh, we hope that we made the right decision through all of this and that it will be up to us to decide the fate of humanity. Spoiler alert, we don't get a choice here. There's no choice that gets made. We just go fight the next monster in the next room. Yep. Um, and then this is where we get into there and we have to fight this weird robotic heart. This sure. is my favorite I, part of this entire game. This reminded me of Contra, like those hallway areas of Contra. Exactly. This is this is like a Sega Genesis or not, yeah, second Genesis boss fight. This is exactly what it felt like. I was like, oh, this looks kind of cool, and it's different from everything else. You can tell that they spent all their money, all their boss <laughs> fight money on this boss fight. Like, Spread it out. <laughs> too bad this yeah. lasts, as Germ said, 30 seconds. With a weapon that is just one note that you spam. Yeah. Uh, you have to you have to wait till its eye opens in the middle, which it only does when it like shoots a laser. But you can easily time it, and it's it's really easy to dodge. There are two little sh- like cannon things on the side of it that also shoot stuff. But this was like the easiest boss battle of the whole game. And you get in there, do that a couple times, it's dead. Then we 
automatically walk up and start a self uh, destruct mode, and then somehow, so. yeah. yeah, somehow us and Messiah just leave um, and are like, I don't know, ten miles away from it now. I mean, I guess we can teleport. <laughs> Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. We, we were just like into right. the thing, so yeah. I guess. Uh, and then could we have but teleported, yeah, teleported out? Po- probably. Was that the yeah. final spot on the list of places to teleport to? Because there was oh, one no, missing. You can't teleport. You you can't use teleport in the in the final area. I don't. Think. Okay. Yeah. So we teleport to a cool cliff so we can watch all this stuff happen. Mm-hmm. And then we get our our ending. Now, this legendary conflict, along with the people's despair, have ultimately ended. Uh, Should be has. Uh, Link, or insert name here, and Messiah, two fearless youths we can never forget. This will be a legend forever remembered to maintain peace in humanity, and peace will remain. Yeah, I'd say they pulled a Golden Axe Warrior that Sega Master System game, but I'm pretty sure that Sega Master System game somehow came out after this game. But it's about the same thing. Uh, like 90 or 91. I think it was 91 when that when that game came out. But Which is crazy uh, that this one would have come out before it. But yeah, it's basically the same thing. Like, your story will be told to the ages as a cautionary tale for man's folly. <laughs> I, I think my favorite thing about the ending is Killing the gigantic uh, robot heart isn't what caused everything to blow up. It's you kill the gigantic robot heart, and then you take the crystallis, this legendary sword, and you just like shove it in the engine. And leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, just you stop a gear. Yeah, that's what starts the self destruct. You just shove your sword into the control <laughs> panel. Mm-hmm. Make sure you turn it in a 360-degree motion. Or, no, I almost called him Alundra. <laughs> what is... What, yeah, we make our own name up. So I don't. I never know what to call them. Not Messiah, but Crystallis. His name is Crystallis, as far as I'm concerned. Sure. Yeah, so that's it. That is Crystallis. Yeah. Uh, we, we get a, one of those, those old-school screens that just says the end, and you can't press any buttons, and you just have to turn your system off, which I all, have always hated since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for was, playing my game. I always I always hated being like, I went through all of this, and now I have to just turn it off. Like, it's like, like it'd be nope. one thing if it just like said, this is it. You're not going to sit there and like... Some other thing, Mar- you know, Marvel movie style is going to happen after the end. Uh, you just have to be like, this is where I kill the game now. Well, and then even games with a save file, it always made me mad because I was like, you're never going to remember that I did this. Like, like at least like put the a world will never know. Put, put a put a mark on my file or something. It's just give no, me a star. You're done. Like you know where Zelda would just be like, you want to start again? You just want to start at the beginning with like Zelda two with all your crap? And I'm like, yes, I do. But, yeah. you know, even with, like, Ocarina of Time or, or you know, that that just has a screen that just sits there forever. And that always made me... I mean, you'd get that cool sepia picture, but it always made me mad. I'm like, okay, let me restart now. Oh, I have to press up. All right, fine. This game sucks. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here's the it's- thing. Here's the thing I was thinking about earlier. I don't even like the music. This is the oh. first time we've played Ooh. any of these games where I'm like, I don't like the music. I do. I, there's some music in here I like. 
I dislike it. It's the loop. The the musical loop is too short, and I feel like a bunch of yes. the caves just had the same music, and like I I couldn't get it into it. I, I'd couldn't say, get I, I'd say there it. were like three tracks I was into, but one of them we hear for the entire game, and by the end of it, I was just like, "Yep, here we are with this one." But I like the angry sea song, and I think there was like a song in a in a end area that I was like, "All right, this is okay," but eh. like I know there are clearly people that like did like this music on here because i mean there's uh you know there's remixes of it on oc remix like you have to actually like it if you're going to put the effort in to do like covers and remixes of these kinds of songs uh and there's also like i've been using this one in the background of our of our episodes by sam dillard that clearly he loves the music on this but i'm just like i always say that in every game that we've played where i was just like at least the music was good like, I don't hate this more than Alundra, but at least Alundra's music was good. At the See, I didn't care for Alundra's music. The, the, I liked it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it was fine. Like, the, both of these games were like, it's fine. Um, yeah, I want to, I feel like somehow this is catharsis for Alundra for me. Like, I can just, like, let it go now. Um, <laughs> there's so many, is like... Is this your new... Is this the new bottom? No, no. I think, like, both of them oh, have okay. obliterated each other. It's, like, mutually assured destruction somehow. Like, like yeah, they suck, and... It's two black holes colliding. Yeah, and that's the end of it. And, like, I feel so... Like, I didn't feel happy at the end of, of that game. Like, I just... I felt nothing, and I was kind of dead inside for a month. But, like, I'm just like, ah, oh, I feel so much better about, like, everything now for some reason. <laughs> Uh, like I want to. This game has a community around it. There are people that like this this game. Uh, they didn't start showing up in my stream until like the last episode. And I'm like, where have you guys been? I'm the only one streaming this game right, now. <laughs> like right now. I hate it. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, but like uh, someone, Greg Hammett. I think it's G R three G Hammett on Twitch. Helped me like through this episode. We still messed stuff up. It still took me six hours, but. Thank you so much. <laughs> like I, w- I really want to, I want to look at randomizers. At least watch someone do it. But I have no desire to like ever play this game again. Um, but thank you so much, Greg Hammett. <laughs> you were a lifesaver. Yeah. When when Brian texted on the stream to say, "Hey, there's a there's a Crystallis randomizer runner in here," I. I was going to bed, but I had to jump on to be like, he's got to be making this up. Like, there's no way anyone's <laughs> speedrunning this game. And, and, I mean, I only had one question for the guy, and it was, who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> but for real, thanks to him, because, like, helping out Brian helped out the rest of us, too. So Yeah, I, I was... got off around 1 or 2 in the morning and posted a, or sent a very, very long message to to bc and jeremy to be like all right here's what i learned <laughs> yeah because even my even my walkthrough which was just i i loved this one because it was just to the point of being like you need to go to this exact person to do this thing it wasn't just like and then if i clicked on the link of that name it would literally show me a picture of the sprite of that character yes so i was like okay great this is what i need because there's nothing interesting about this world. <laughs> like, I don't want to learn anything about this world. So, like, I don't have the urge to explore. So just tell me the points that I need right here. 
I know I said in the last episode, I hate that I had to do this with this because even with Alundra, I it took me some time before I, w- I would struggle and stumble around before I looked up a guide. Mm-hmm. But this one, I got to a point where I'm like, all right, I'm going to turn on the game and I'm going to turn on my phone and go to that wiki. And I'm <laughs> just going to follow this wiki because that is what this game is for me well, right now. I mean, to be honest, by the end of Alundra, I had a I had a video Let's Play up and a, and a text wiki up. And, uh, you know, playing the game on, like, I had, I was using multiple sources to get through that, too. So, I mean, this is someone actually actively telling me what to do, at least, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, there's, and there's so many weird things that this game, like, like, takes from other games in, like, sound effects. Like, the, the Mario Fireball sound effect is what you use for uh, all the menu moving around options, which really messed with my head. And uh, like I know that sound, uh, I, I've I've worked with that sound. I've I've you know fought alongside that sound. All right, <laughs> you, know, you are not that sound game. Um, and like the Donkey Kong death sound is what happens when you die. Like everything shy of the boo doo doo doo. <laughs> like is in there uh the the barrier i used on all the final bosses or all of the bag you know big boss bad guys to block their projectiles and then you know get my hits in is practically the barrier from gradius it looks just like it and not to even mention like the fact that we kept talking about this being shoot 'em up so yeah that that's all that also adds to the fact that i just think i'm looking at the vic viper and and I can't help it because they just basically took it. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if the if it, 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 I hated it to the very end, the mouse squeak sound that you would make whenever you got hit, <laughs> like all yeah. the way through, it annoyed me. Like that is such a weird sound to choose to make your your hero <laughs> make whenever you take a hit. Anyway, <laughs> I think this- I. Go ahead, BC. Sorry. The, 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 the thing about this game that I think stuck with me more than anything, more than the ridiculous, you know, backtracking to get necessary items and more than the level requirements that you didn't know about, Ugh. is flying enemies coming full speed from off screen and ramming into you. There are so many type, different types of flying enemies that do different things. Some just show up and, you know, shoot paralyzing powder at you. Some just, like, circle you. And those were the enemies that just made me hate this game the most. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it- I'm just walking down a hallway. And all of a sudden, straight in front of me, something flies full speed. What can I do? And, and earlier in the game, like, say you have the best shield you've found so far, and so you're in that cave with the fly enemies that shoot spores, and you're just like, well, those spores don't do anything to me. That's cool, at least. Uh, I'll kill it. That's just for effect. I'll kill them with my sword now. And then, like, yeah. three hours later, you're back there for some reason because you need something else, and you have a different shield that's because it's the strongest shield you've found currently. It turns out that shield from earlier stopped paralysis, and so now you're just getting paralyzed because you didn't. You thought that that was a completely innocuous animation or something. Because I don't know what any of the weapons in this ge- or any of the items in this game do. A lot of games this era did just require you to read the booklet with it, and we we did not have a booklet here. But unless that booklet went through everything all the way to the end, 
I doubt it was going to be as helpful as it should have been. I mean, if whoever uh, brought the game to the NES, hopefully by that point was like, this is what you do for these these types of games. We have to like spell this book. We have to spell the instruction manual out like really like we have to really get into the weeds on this. So maybe they did, but who knows? Like did, Zelda's book I, was, you know, instruction book. It was thick. Mm-hmm. I also did look at a little bit of the gameplay for the Game Boy Color version. And just the intro alone has so much more text in there, just explaining a lot of things. Okay. It almost tells a different story. Okay, so I, I know we're gonna get flamed on my Twitter or something for this. Oh, no. I did look up. I did look up the manual just now. Um, shout out to this random game database website. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So heaven. Heaven forbid you have rented this game back in the day and someone had lost the manual because uh, it literally tells you what every single item does, including the event items. So, um, I, I'm Bo- looking at the scan right now. Oh, this is a book. Yeah. <laughs> Bow of, Tru- of Truth, it says, use it to destroy the Emperor of Dragonia. Oh, wow. So, it, it literally. This is. Def- this is a 33-page book. Yeah. Well, I, just, I mean, like, the, the, the original Zelda instruction manual was you could, you could you know, knock out your little brother with that thing. So, wow. at least okay. they, so, so they had the sense to do that, but I don't have that. And the NES Switch Online uh, service doesn't have the manuals with them like previous Nintendo retro game services have had. So there's no way for me to look at that other than to, like, well, everyone has the internet now. Well, here's a middle finger for you now. Yeah, this told that, man, this thing does tell you everything. Yeah. So now, and I know earlier, like, we talked about, like, having the manual. Maybe I should have looked it up. But, yeah, this is, geez, this is also just kind of weird because it just tells you everything that happens in the is game, it, essentially. <laughs> it does. The game like, comes with the walkthrough. Okay, here's the thing. Statue of Onyx. Here's the description. Give it to a person named Akana in the town of Travelers, and he will give you a gas mask. It It, it is literally telling you exactly what to do. Wow. And before you even meet this person, it says them by name. Wow. It's not a manual. It's a it's the, the guide, the official player's guide. Wow. That's, that's insane. Right. Okay, I excuse the era. That this is how a lot of games were. That it is difficult for us going back on this and uh-huh. playing this game without it. But that is how it is on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> if you play this game, they don't have it on there. So, like, take this review or this gameplay, whatever, this this game club season that we're doing as a review of that version more so than it is of a critique of the original game. Yeah, I, I think it's like... You know, we said like, how do you know that you have to that you have to do this without like you have to do these things without having like a guide? And essentially, that's what the manual is. It's a guide, mm-hmm. and it also doesn't tell you like, oh, hey, you got this ability. You need to backtrack to this random corner of the game with and go through this cave you never had to go through before and walk around in an, a patch of grass to find a plant to give to somebody to get this thing you need to kill 
some other boss at the mm-hmm. end of the game. Like yeah, and and I don't think I've I don't think we've ever played a Gaiden game where in the first episode I want the game manual. Like I'm pretty sure since episode one I was like I wish the Switch online service had the game manual. This is the first like yeah. I, I don't think I've ever had that thought this early in a Gaiden season. Like and I've said I've said before on the season two, I think there's some really interesting ideas in here. I really wish that this was on Super Nintendo. It had two extra buttons where we could have had maybe an you know our herbs and our healing, you know, our usable consumable items not on our attack button. Could have had it up there. Uh, could have used the shoulder buttons to switch through the swords quicker, maybe. Um, but it still doesn't make the whole game better. Just having a better user, uh, you know input better user input it doesn't make the game any better the design the game is still poorly designed there's pictures of the final boss in the manual (laughs) (laughs) and then when you get to the tower that is there to destroy humanity because you built the tower and then you use this it's on page five thank you for playing our game (laughs) on page five (laughs) oh my yeah it's literally here's the here is the instructions on. Okay, this is what the this is what the picture is. It is literally the final battle. It looks like as it's exploding, like as you beat it, it's showing you how the screen is structured. There are two things, A and B. A says shows the action screens and the sub screens in the game. It's literally the screen that you walk around on. B shows the parameters of the hero. That's where your life gauge is and your XP and your MP. Mm -hmm. They needed to explain the screen structure and they said, what's the best picture to use? Oh, how about the very final thing you're going to see? And that was the the most easily readable thing. Like I immediately knew what everything down there was because they took it from other sources, but I immediately knew what all of that meant. So I don't need the picture of the final boss. (laughs) <laughs> to explain something to me that I would, if I didn't understand, I wouldn't understand it immediately at the beginning of the game and then want to look at it. Wow, man, <laughs> this thing, God, it just breaks everything down. That's incredible. I'm I'm floored by that. Levels, there are 16 levels. Oh, oh, you can, they tell you max level on that? You can go to higher levels by increasing points. As the level goes up, the higher points the points of each ability of the hero becomes Mm -hmm. these points show his strengths with relation to weapons and tools being used like this is it it is crazy just how in detail they go of just explaining like what a video game is (laughs) and then telling you everything i mean yeah it even it has it broken down by chapters basically that's areas in scenes man I, okay, look, I, I I don't necessarily take back what I said, but I will color it a bit differently. Mm-hmm. Knowing that this is how that this game was originally released with this booklet for you to walk through that I can understand more so. Originally if released you were younger, here. We don't know about yeah. the manual in Japan. Sure, fair. But the people, the American people, uh, English speakers Bill. that will talk about how they love this game and all that stuff, oh, okay. I can see them having this booklet that they used alongside it, right? Yeah. Uh, wow. People, people tell me, like, this is a really underrated game or, under you know, overlooked game and stuff. And I was like, I don't know about 
that. But if you played it, if you had it, like I said, this this game makes me want you know things to be better for it. So at least there's that sort of. But uh, there's so many things that need fixed in this game. Yeah. Anything else that we want to add before we wrap this up? Um, yeah, the manual also has a much better explanation of the events leading up to the story than anything yeah, of in course the game. it does oh cool yeah um, so apparently we were awakened by the power of the wise men pulling all their energy to awaken us because they had heard legends about us and uh wait they the didn't even know who men, we were they they knew we were the legendary uh the they were trying to magician. use the weapon. So the, the yeah. gurus weren't involved in the beginning of this plot at all. They, they... No. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Well, the, yeah, no, the, the, the wise men are the ones who awakened us, but they they created the swords of wind, fire, water, and thunder to fight Dragon, and then Dragon stole them and scattered them around the world, which is why they're randomly in a cave, I guess? Or in a town, helping a town <laughs> keep bugs away. <laughs> Oh, I, I got anything else. I'm done oh, with Christalis. this game. Yeah, bring on Werewolf Bar Mitzvah, please. So that wraps up this season. We're done with Christalis. For our next season, we are playing The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Woo! The game is available on the GameCube and the Wii, and there's an HD version on the Wii U. I'm sure that I'm very confident that by the time, like, this episode, the next episode goes up and like we're in the middle of Twilight Princess that Twilight Princess is going to get announced for the Switch. So it always happens. Who knows? Yeah. I think uh, we finished. You we may f- be able to play it that way. Didn't we finish uh, Link to the Past and then the SNES Mini came out? Something like that, like, yeah. crap. <laughs> yeah. For uh, the first episode, we're just going to get through, just get out of Ordon Village. Uh, that can be kind of long, but it'll be an introduction episode anyway. Uh, just want to say, if you're listening to us on iTunes, go on to their reviews. That's uh, If you have any reviews on whatever platform you're using, we really appreciate a five-star review. It helps us get out there more. Uh, just like Mr. C. Pickle did, he said, uh, I really enjoy listening to your Oracle episodes as I played through the games. Perfect. That's exactly what we, we want to do with this series. It's always nice to kick back and relax and listen to Chat of the Wild. I would really like it if you did a bonus episode ranking all the Zelda games you've played. Really great podcast. Thank you. To be fair, I do that at the end of every season on Zelda. And then he tries and to I try to push you guys it. to do that. <laughs> yes. And you guys never bite. I'll let you know if like my opinions change on a Zelda game or like if it's if I like it more than like one of my least favorite Zelda games or something like that, but <laughs> things are always changing. I don't know. I, I don't know. I never want to be too definitive about my opinions on, on a, a Zelda rank. You're not getting it tattooed on you. No, I don't like have we, tattoos. We say this and it can change. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are, I'm sure. Uh, we also have a review from uh, Eliza Ekins Yan- Yannick. They say, uh, I listen to this whenever I want to get my Breath of the Wild kick, 
but don't have time to play. Their banter makes me feel like I'm right there with them. Swapping experiences definitely recommend for the Legend of Zelda or Breath of the Wild obsessed fans, which I still get surprised whenever people like years later are still talking about like, oh, I love listening to the Breath of the Wild season where I look back and I'm like, man, that season sucked <laughs> because we were still like figuring a lot of this stuff out. So if you can but, if you well, listen and, to that stuff and you like listening to it, thank you so much. It doesn't suck, but but it, it, it is... It is the most like us in a room freaking out that it's the show has ever been because the game audio was the quality. game had been out for a month. Yeah, audio quality is. I'm talking. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean more of like the audio quality. That's a snowball issue. sitting in the middle of a room. Is what yes. that is what that season is. But but uh, yeah, it is probably the most like energetic and just everyone is like everyone is like a, a, a eleven year old in that season because we're just playing through Breath of the Wild for, like, the first time, and it's only been out for, like, you know, a few weeks, and, yeah. All right, so like I said, next season we're playing Twilight Princess. Get out of Ordon Village, and we will meet back here and talk about it on Chat of the Wild. Oh!